Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Joel Johnson, who will be sitting in for Matt Watson today. Hi, Joel. Hey, Matt. That wasn't, you didn't have a whole lot to say there. I mean, no pressure here. No, there's no pressure. But, well, I want to do a couple things uh, before we get into this. First off, this is the p- first episode of a four-part series that is directly related to digital strategy. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, but... Um, before we get too far into that, I'm going to reintroduce Joel. So Joel Johnson, who many of you may know as the creator of Mixtape the Game, is also now Full Scale's Chief Marketing Officer. That's right. You got the job, dude. I did. Congratulations. All the lies worked. I know, I know. And and you and you did do that effectively. Yeah. Thank you. So, well, and and that was really a joke because you have a significant amount of experience. Um, your resume actually says digital strategist. It does. Let's talk about that for a second. And, and why don't you give everyone a background on what a digital strategist is or maybe what digital strategy is or like some of the things that you do maybe at least mildly well. Sure. So like as a formal introduction, kind of formal, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, who spent, are you, Joel? Yeah. Who are you? Who am I really? Yeah. I've spent the last seven years um, on a marketing team building digital strategy and kind of moving the transition from print and paper to digital for kind of uh, a large B2B global company. Um, before that, four years building mixtape, you know, both building it as a brand and physically. Th- and built. thank you for that, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Jeff. Building the brand, you know, the message, all of that stuff that incorporates uh, starting a, a product from scratch and then taking it all the way to the shelves in Target. Before that, um, or ongoing with all of those things, I guess, is, uh, you know, my wife and I have owned a wedding and event space here in Kansas City for the last two years. So lots of moving pieces for all of those while holding full-time jobs. Um, yeah, I've been a member of a team. I'm a solo entrepreneur and a business owner. You felt the ups and the downs of all of it. There are definite yeah. peaks and valleys for sure. And, and for those of you that that may or may not be aware, um, full scale, meaning Matt Watts, the company that Matt Watson and I own, and today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by FullScale.io. We help you build software development teams quickly and affordably. And one of those teams helped build Mixtape the app. That's right. In which we are all together collectively partners in. Yes. Yeah. So that's been an interesting journey. You can go back. There's an episode called Mixtape the App, and which was kind of funny because we were announcing the app and we were playing it and then it crashed. It did. Which we could have very much edited that out and tried again. I'm glad but we didn't. I'm glad we didn't too because the whole goal of Startup Hustle is to give people this, this real transparent, like no bullshit look at at what it's like to be a startup founder and entrepreneur and to do this stuff. And it's at times gut-wrenching. And things that can also be gut-wrenching is trying to figure out how to market 
your business. And, you know, there's a million people that are going to tell you a million different things that have a million different right answers according to them. Sure. But there's no, there's no skeleton key when it comes to unlocking the right digital strategy for businesses on a universal scale. Like I'll give you an example. I'm also the founder of Gigabook and it's a booking platform. And over the years, people are like, oh, what are you doing on social media? I'm like, dude, booking software doesn't go viral. It doesn't. No, it really doesn't. Now, it doesn't mean that it shouldn't have a social media presence, but it wasn't what I spent my effort on. I took a different approach with digital strategy. Now, <clears throat> we mentioned mixtape the game. That could be something that could go viral. Definitely. Because it, it music is something that people are truly passionate about. And it's a game and it's fun and it's got a widespread audience. And, you know, so it's got a story. It's easy to share. Yeah. And all of that is now a component for a social media campaign that could run really well. Now, on the flip side, there are other forms of digital strategy that quite honestly would be just about a waste of time. Yeah. That might work for something else. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, um, you know, like I said, this is the first of of a four part series. In this episode, we're going to discuss digital strategy. Like, what the hell is that? Just a basic introduction. We're going to follow this up with one uh, digital marketing channels where we're going to be a little more specific about some of the different things that you can do. Um, And then the follow that up with digital marketing messaging. Yeah. Now, it's one thing to understand the channels. It's a completely different approach to understand, well, how do we do it? Like, how do we communicate? And it's different. Yeah, I think for that one, the, the fun part will be uh, really trying to identify the tone of voice you want to use with these channels. You know, um, the different ones that we're going to talk about have different purposes, yeah. right? Um, yeah. You don't want to be uh, casually speaking when you're on LinkedIn, it's a professional networking site. So, what do you mean, dude? Right. Check this out, bro. We're good at stuff, man. Here's a picture of yeah. me or video of me fishing. Yeah. Not interesting. Yeah. Look at this fish that I caught. Let me build your software. Let me say not interesting in the in that channel. It's not yeah. appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And then and another thing too is like, for example, on Instagram, I, I'm willing to bet that many of you listening discovered startup hustle because you saw what I consider to be one of the most simplistic ads I've ever created a podcast for entrepreneurs. And that was all it said, had the startup hustle logo in it. And that particular ad has been, well, really at this point, possibly one of the most effective digital marketing things I've done. Sure. Cause it just, it, it gets huge engagement, but it's super simple. And exactly. it's, and I tested that against a lot of different things that were way more complex and simple ones. So that's what we'll talk about with the me- messaging. And then in the final part of the four part series, we're going to discuss digital strategy execution, which is going to go a little bit further than like the act of executing your plan. It's also going to have to do with like certain analysis points that you might want to look at. Yeah. And these aren't, these aren't any things you have to dig through Google analytics in four hours to find. These are just simple approaches that you can start your digital strategy with. And I'm glad you said that in the way you said that, because this whole series about a digital everything, it, we're going to try to put this in a way that you don't have to have like a marketing MBA. You don't have to be an expert. Like Case in point. Right. Some, yeah. And some of it. And by the way, so Joel was just pointing at the camera in which you can see us, two guys with faces made for radio 
on the Startup Hustle YouTube channel, which is exactly mildly successful. But we'll talk about some of that too. Like, why is that? And like different things. Um, yeah. Now, many of you listening are probably um, familiar with myself. Uh, if you listen to the show, I've been on 100% of the episodes, but I consider myself to also be a digital strategist. You've been with us for a month or so now, and I'm. would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've done a lot of different things over the years. I've worked with a lot of different people to create a lot of hype through a lot of different channels and a lot of different types of strategy, some of which had longevity, some of which had penalties. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and some of which were really expensive with absolutely no result at all. And that's that's really like what we'll get into uh, with that. And so first, as, as we mentioned, we're going to just discuss what digital strategy is. And it's a pretty easy definition. It's when you use technology to improve performance and more specifically marketing performance. And, you know, that can focus on things like new technology, your existing business activities, um, you know, and then, you know, there's a lot of advancement in digital technology altogether, like the internet. Right. And, you know, that's like... Which is step one, honestly. <laughs> it is. It, like, well, we all know that the internet's there, but then there's a million different things. And part of what your digital strategy and your planning needs to revolve around is what is actually right for your business. Yeah. And we hinted at that a little bit, like, you know, like try, thinking that we're going to go viral on Instagram for booking software is naive. Right. And I think this also comes back to experience, you know, um, like you said, neither of us have MBAs in digital strategy, but a lot of the stuff that we've done in the past, we have experiential knowledge of what worked, what didn't, and how it applied to what we were trying to move yeah. forward. Yeah. And I think one thing to consider is, all right, so when I first started, uh, I've always referred to any company that I've been involved with, owned or whatever, as being a sales and marketing company that happened to. Right. So at full scale, we are a sales and marketing organization that happens to sell tech services. Yes. And that's a good approach to have. But, you know, when I first started in marketing, the internet was still new. It tells you how old I am. And people were still buying print ads and newspapers and stuff like that. So at one point, and this was 20 years ago, nearly 20 years ago at this point, I lived in Washington, D.C., where the Washington Post comes out. Mm -hmm. It's a big paper. It's distributed a lot of different places. It's expensive to advertise in. At that time, the average the average edition, the daily edition of the Washington Post when it came out, had enough newspaper to cover every surface in the average American home. That means floors, ceilings, walls, yeah. everything, all of it, stairs. Like there was, and so now you've got an ad that might be the size of a business card or. Depending on your budget, yeah. For a parking ticket, if you have more money. like, yeah. and, and now you've got to go find that mm -hmm. amongst all that noise. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned newspaper because it's important to think as you transition or as any business transitions from print or offline to digital, uh, you, you have to reframe the way you think about advertising. Meaning, in the Washington Post, if you don't nail that ad one time or the first time, um, you fail. Yeah. But with digital, because you can continue to evolve your messaging and evolve the brand messaging that you're trying to put out there, you have endless chances to refine your message. Sure. And that 
although it seems scary, it's not. No one expects you to be perfect the first time. You want- say refine, and I would also like to add define. Right. Because refinement is is tuning up things that you've already been doing. But in this day and age, and okay, so the reason that companies like Google, Facebook, Instagram, you know, these, the reason that they have these mega values is, th- okay, we talked about a sales and marketing company that happens to. Mm-hmm. Facebook is an advertising company that happens to offer social like social sharing right. of stuff. And like it exists to sell you ads and collect data. And look at the iterations yeah. of Facebook over right. time. Right. I mean, if you went back to the old, the old, uh, the old looking Facebook or the first version, is that much, when it was different. still the Facebook? I don't remember. I only got on recently. True. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Well, that was still years ago, though. But the point is yeah. that you know those that message and and even the visual representation of that message have have evolved over time. So when we talk, when I use the word define, um, so if, if you are one of the people that saw the the podcast for entrepreneurs out on Instagram, that was highly targeted. Mm-hmm. I mean, like highly targeted, and it was it, they make it really really easy. Like I did that, I put that ad up originally through the Instagram app through clicking a promotions button, picking the things that I thought you were interested in, Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship, small business, startups, things like that. And then narrowing it down, also having a basic understanding of the age yeah, and just different things. And you can go like 900 levels deeper than that. And that, that was the very first, uh, the very first iteration of that, that came out and within, Maybe two hours, it was approved, and I was seeing data and results. Yeah. And now, then the refinement process would occur. Sure. So, but, you know, now, by the way, part of how I created my digital strategy, I Googled best way to advertise a podcast. And honestly, I came up with two very specific answers, either advertise on other podcasts. So advertise on the medium that you want to be great on. Right. Or social media. Valuable. Meaning like the, there was a lot of data and information. out. And by the way, it took me 10 minutes yeah. to come to that conclusion. 10 so, minutes and you found something that resonated with you and your thought process and what you thought made sense and you go with it. It totally made sense for a bunch of different reasons. Now, the Instagram thing was really straightforward and I had some experience doing CPC or cost per click style ads. So, um, you know, I, unlike yourself, I'm not a graphic designer, but I am an expert at using Canva. Sure. 12 bucks a month, baby. And that's if you want to save it. I think they even have a free version, but Canva let me make, uh, quickly and easily make ads. And I may, and over the next month or so, I made a couple different ones. I kept trying to squeeze more information into them and they would get less and less, they would be less and less popular. And I found a couple that worked and I just kept riding with those. And and that's, uh, and if you've been a regular listener to the show, you definitely have heard me say that there are three magic words when it comes to marketing, test, test, test. Sure. And just see what works. Yeah. You know, and, and, and keep your eye on it and you know, pretty quickly with those things, if it's a, if the, if that dog will hunt. Right. Is that fair to say? Dud or a stud. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to have some idea about what you want to do. So, so with digital strategy, you are wanting to leverage digital resources, meaning the internet. Um, the average American spends 11 hours or more on electronic devices every single day. Then that, that may be low. You yeah, know? it could be. Right. I mean, it's like, uh, 
I, you know, it's, uh, I, you know, looked at looking at phones and I was like, sometimes people are like, I don't want to spend that kind of money. I'm like, that's probably the one you're going to use it more than your bed. Right. Like I've always, I bought a good bed. Right. I, math says that I spent, I uh, will spend about a third of my life in it. So maybe I'll, I'll go, I'll go big on that one. Quality over quantity there. For sure. sure. Yeah. But you know, you look at like the, the access to it, but much like we use the newspaper example, dude, the internet's noisy as hell, man. It is. And you look at something like Instagram where you can scroll a million miles an hour, what's going to make you stand out. Right. So, you know, these are some of the things that, that we're going to get into as, as this series progresses, but you know, we talked about creating value. So, Joel, who who are we trying to create value for? Well, existing customers, if you have them, or potential customers. I mean, a lot of people, um, I think- Wait, I'm not trying to create it for myself? No. I think it's easy to get that confused. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's kind of a step one. You always want to be thinking about what would a potential customer gain from coming across my digital information? Mm-hmm. How am I going to get your attention? Now, you use the word value, and I love the word value. Um, I, what, a word that I love even more than value is benefit. Right. So as I consider myself to be a top salesperson, and the, at the, which point in my career I realized, I truly realized and understood that people don't buy features, they buy the benefits of those features. Oh, man, my, my value proposition changed. Right. Because an example is, is like, it, you know, whatever it is that you're selling or whatever it is that you do, let's, all right, let's give me a, any business, any, just, all right, you're uh, not the wedding chapel. Yeah. Something maybe a little more engaging. All right. How about one of these skydiving things that like just blow a fan and you float in the air? Okay. Have fun now. Good. Yeah, I mean, it's just something like that. Have like, fun like flying it, now. Inf, inf, inflate your level of fun. Or, right. some, you know, you get where I'm going, you yeah, know. like good. And so not like, you know, the, the features of that would be um, simulate a skydiving experience. Yeah. Okay, now that's not the worst, but really the benefit of that is you're going to have fun. Right, and when you say simulate a skydiving experience, if people have an innate fear of heights or falling or anything like that. Which, by the way, them. I'm scared of heights, and I don't want to go skydiving, but I would do one of those Yeah, those things. In a heartbeat. So, But that's the thing is what's going to catch someone to t- simulate skydiving. Yeah, I mean, okay, all right. Yeah. You know, have fun today. I mean, and, and you know, like I didn't really – run that through the the full creative process there it's kind of boring i could do better but my point is is the benefit of that particular action was you're going to have fun it's thrilling it's exciting it's like you know uh, i don't know you know you get the point yeah so but creating value um and all right so people buy things for a number of different reasons um one anything when it comes to b2b marketing um it anything you can do to help uh someone sell more or spend less is creating value for them yeah there's benefit in that so if you can you know save money on shipping right you know and if i'm in a business that spends a shitload of money on shipping that would get my attention it would i would at least stop and look at it yeah anything that's like do something boring or yeah. some menial task faster or yeah. not at all. A, podca- a podcast for entrepreneurs. Right. That was straight into the point. Now there isn't necessarily a benefit statement in there, but with three simple words, 
got, this is what this is. I know what I'm going to get out of it yes. when I see that. Yes. Ad. Which is a mildly produced quality. Pro- no, I'm just kidding. So, but creating that value is what's going to get people's attention. Um, it, you know, think about what the benefit is. Now, if you're selling products, uh, products can be a little different, like B2C, meaning business to consumer uh, marketing is a little bit different. So people buy, um, man, they buy products for a number of different reasons. They want to save time. Uh, they're, uh, you know, peace of mind, yeah. uh, comfort, status, passion, uh, saving money is a big one. Yeah. And then you also have things that are referred to as the coming event and the coming event is like sale and Sunday. Right. By, by the way, I'd never believe marketers when they're like sale and Sunday. I'm like, which new sale begins on Monday? Exactly. Yeah. And I've actually been in stores like high ticket stuff and they're like the sale and Sunday. And I'll say, are you telling me that if I showed up here on Monday morning and offered you this price that you would give me a hard no? Right. And by the way, 90% of the time they're like, all right, fine. I wouldn't. You also yeah. know though, in the back yeah. of your mind that you're the same sale or an opportunity yeah. for the same sale is coming right up. Yep. So there's a, y- you and you're the one that has put this together, this episode. I have. So if you think this sucks, blame Joel, but you know, you have outlined a four step approach. I'm going to let you get started on, uh, you know, what, what's number one. Yeah. And, you know, full disclosure, first time writing show notes for Matt and the podcast. Uh, I'm learning his language, so it won't suck. My language. It's probably just a little bit more his love language. It's a little bit yes. more detailed than perhaps. My love language is not having to do it all myself. So, right. thank, so thank you. You're welcome. I'm sure it's better than what I would have done, <laughs> which would have been nothing. Right. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, a four-step approach. Like I said, anything anything you find on Google, there are a thousand different ways to implement digital strategy. But let's just start with number one in this Startup Hustle full-scale yeah. approach. Yeah. Um, identify the opportunities and the challenges where implementing a digital strategy can provide a solution. So step one, do you have a website? Sure. Is that a solution that can help people find your business or find your product or purchase your business? You, you could do, you could, in this step one, you could, if you're familiar with the SWOT, the SWOT yep. approach, you could evaluate your own strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like when Joel mentions a website, it's like, okay, so if I get your attention with my awesome ad mm-hmm. and then I lead you to a dog shit experience on the back end of that, Done. Or I can't buy from that website. Or it just like, I'm like, wow. Yeah. You have underwhelmed me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the, the second thing you need to know is, um, do you know what your customer is looking for? Do you know their unmet needs or wants or goals? You know, that's something that continues to shock me regularly is how little people often know about their own clients, customers, and users. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not, or that they think they do and they're wrong. Right. Um, you know, and, and even my, my esteemed co-host master Watson will, will openly admit at one point they were shocked to find that Stackify actually had more users outside of the United States than in. Because they're a global product and people are using it all over the world. Like, right. you know, 
400 million people in the U.S. and 7 billion on the planet, the math doesn't check out sure. in that way. And they've had, by the way, you talk about amazing digital strategy. Sacrify gets about a million visits a month to their blog. That's amazing. Free traffic, brother. Right. Like, I mean, dude, that's a lot. There's it's a also, value there. Right. Yeah. There's also an, an, an audience that's engaged mm. in what you're saying. Right. Um, so you can you can use that to your advantage to better define what their needs are. Well, and in that particular case, once Matt had realized that, he said, oh, man, we really have to have – we can't just be 9 to 5 central U.S. time. Like, right. We have yeah. to expand – our ability to interface with people on that level, but that's understanding your, your users or your customers. Right. And that's, yeah. So that's kind of step two. And, you can go, you can go really deep, but I think just having a basic understanding of who your customer is, yeah. where they're at, what they want. Well, the reason that that is highly important is because if you don't understand that definition and now you, you make your first foray into digital marketing and strat. Well, first off, you don't have a strategy yet if you haven't defined that. Right. But you're going to find that it's going to be hella expensive. Yes. I mean, you're going to be serving ads to people that aren't within your range. So, right. so I'll give you an example. I, uh, the, back to the podcast and that just gives people a top, a topical example. Sure. Um, you know, if you listen to this show regularly, you are, you either work at a startup, you're an entrepreneur, you want to start a startup, you love business, you might be in sales, different stuff like that, but you like business and commerce. My wife does not listen to this show. She's just not interested in any of it. And, yeah. and you know, this comes out four days a week. Right. And, I mean, there's a couple of, she's listened to the episode with Kristen Thomas, the sex coach. Sure. Cause that was like, closer to like subject matter that she would give a shit about yeah. but me advertising to her and not and and her not having interest in this so pointless yeah i'm not going to end up so it, in that in the case of creating the digital strategy around promoting startup hustle is you know i was able to segment it down and on instagram people that have an interest in entrepreneurship startups small business uh venture capital funding right. you know different things like that and that through that definition and that's why my ads were so successful because i i got you're going to pay in these situations based on the number of impressions that they serve to users. Right. So you got to be targeted with that. Yeah. I mean, am I right? I, it's it's, yeah. it's definitely one of the things that you need to focus on. Know who your customer is. I, I think another mistake that people make is then they'll say, well, my customer's anyone. Everyone. That's not good. No. That's not good. Like, by the way, I, I, when I had started Gigabook, I was like, man, anybody could use this. And I very quickly realized, oh, man, that is not a plus. Right. Because you just back to, you know, like letting air out of the tires. It's just there's a lot of ad service and stuff like that that goes out to people that is just going to they don't care. Right. And assuming that they will care is also a, a, a mistake. And you'll learn that quickly. Well, it's a podcast <clears throat> for entrepreneurs. So every entrepreneur or every small business owner at every stage is going to want to listen to this. Can I can I reveal step three? Because I want to be involved. Yeah, you should. I'm going to be involved in your notes. Develop a vision and a strategy to fulfill those customers' wants and needs. Right. You ha you mentioned earlier. You're like I I'm learning your love language. Learn your learn your clients' love language. Your yeah. prospects' love language. Um, and you know that with that, get right to the point. 
um, a lot of businesses have social media and marketing channels that they're just there. They occupy space. You're like, wow, by the way, I, like I've never really been effective on Twitter. Right. To the point that I've like kind of abandoned my Twitter, like the Matt DeCourcy Twitter. Yeah. And I think you need to be able to pull the trigger on stuff that either you don't really care about yeah. or you're not getting any reaction from. Um, I've, I've found the same thing with mixtape. There are just channels that it doesn't quite compute. Yeah. And why do I, why would I spend more resources and more time on something that either it, I'm, I'm not getting the reaction I want, I'm not getting engagement, or I just personally don't care about. Well, so examples would be, all right, so we'll use Gigabook again as an example. I need to, I would need to market that to, well, service businesses, Yeah. people that own service businesses or services, service providers, coaches are people that often use booking. Yeah. And just, you know, you look at like who is going to take reservations for stuff and needs to create efficiency around that. Right. Um, now I can then say that that is not likely people that are under 25. Sure. Quite honestly, maybe even a little older, like 30 and you start and now you're narrowing the scope down. Right. And you know, that's, that's important. And then where will those people be now? In this case, they could, they really could be on any channel. Yeah. But something like LinkedIn might be highly effective because that's a community built around business professionals. Probably more effective than TikTok. Yeah. Which by the way, Startup Hustle does have a TikTok channel and it kind of sucks. Right. But not really. It's really just me being bored and creating fun music layovers while people fire the money gun. Right. Which who knows? Which but, does that those do receive high engagement. They do. They're like the only ones. But the point is, is that that TikTok trends towards a younger, it's not necessarily a professional community, you know, like, so the stats on the, on the likely listeners on this podcast, um, 25 to 50 and overwhelmingly dudes. Yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> But no, I mean, the numbers, just even my own ad engagement. Now, I don't like to not include, I don't put tags on entrepreneurs. Like, I don't care if you're a male, a female, I don't care what race you are or any of that. No. Um, you're just an entrepreneur. Yep. But the numbers show that 80% of the people that click the ads are men. Right. But part of that is men get served more ads than women because they, Hey, look, I'm not even trying to get into the social nature of it. Like why the why of it? Yeah. It's just, there are more dudes that have indicated an interest in the subjects that I was able to pare things down to. Right. Now, if I first, you know, enter like small business, entrepreneurship, stuff like that. And I don't put any age brackets on it. They'll be like, you can reach 50 million people. I'm like, nope. Right. And then you start to, to narrow the age parameter down and that number gets down pretty small. Um, but yeah, so. But uh, it, that small represent, that, that number represents the difference between a, a newspaper, the Washington Post ad. Yeah. And an Instagram app. Sure. Highly targeted to well, an engaged and, audience. And now, so now we mentioned as, as, as you're, you know, as you're creating this, developing your vision for strategy, you got to pick some things and decide what you're going to be good at. Yeah. Um, for us, like Instagram, 
made sense for Startup Hustle. It did because it let us do a number of different things. Uh, it let us post images for the guests and yeah. those, you know, and I, we don't really post a whole lot right. on there, you know, one or two a day. Um, we, you know, we'll, we'll uh, uh, put the today's episode, like what it's about. Yeah. And, you know, the thumbnail that goes with that and some images of the guests and frequently... Yeah, tagging Foot, the footage guests. of the money gun. Yeah, it's kind of a which is fun, and you know, and you check that out. Now we're coming up on four thousand followers. They were not by any means like Kylie Jenner, right? Yet. Right. But you know, thank you if you follow us on Instagram. The, yeah. Hopefully, you enjoy the footage of Matt Watson getting shot in the face with the money gun because right. that is a frequent thing. It is. So, so another uh, other channels and. We didn't even talk about, haven't even mentioned this, even though we've used it as an example. You know, podcasting is a new form of digital marketing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that can be a very precise and specific channel as well. And, you know, Apple doesn't put us in business and entrepreneurship categories because they think that people that want to listen to true crime are going to go, oh, startups, like, I'll click that. Right. I'm somehow yeah. now interested in startups. So when you say channels, you're also saying like, what category are you in? What's your, you know, who are you going to reach? Um, TikTok would be a terrible form to pursue from a paid advertisement standpoint for Startup Hustle, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, you can also yeah. think of it as kind of like the, the perfect version of satellite TV, where you get to pick the channels that you want, that you're good at for things that you're interested in. That's the same type of, that's the same line of thinking you should use for your business. If you have direct TV, don't you? No, I haven't had cable. You don't even have cable? No. Wow. Ever. I bet you have a lot of time on your hands that I probably should recapture myself. I probably have more than you, more than the average person. We watch a lot of Netflix. You don't have more than me, actually, because I don't really watch a lot of TV. Right. It's sometimes on in the background. At one point, Jill and I, we did go a couple of years and we just had Netflix. Yeah. I, I just like watching sports. I like, I, I know there's ways to do that, but I, I like just, sports, hist- yeah. historical battles. Yes. And, uh, we've discussed that. How to, how to build I things. like the fact that, 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 well, by the way, I have a huge interest in commerce. So like in the history channel, you talk about battles. I love like the who made series, like the men who made America oh, yeah. or the, the food that made America and all yep. that kind of stuff. And like, I just find that to be highly interesting. That would be a decent targeted approach. If we were talking back to tar- talking about the podcast, Sure, that would, if you're watching that, like the history of business and entrepreneurship, definitely, that would be an exact, targeted ad that would make sense for something like startup hustle. Now the problem is how do you take action? Right. Cause you see that ad, unless you see it like 12 times, you're probably going to forget about it. Just if you didn't already fast forward through it or just go, you know, take a leak right? while it was on. So another thing when considering the channels that you're going to become experts at is how easy is it to take action? Right now with the Instagram ads that we mentioned for startup hustle, you can click a link and it will open the podcast app on an Apple phone or give you an option to pick one of multiple different mediums. And it's very easy to complete the goal. Right. Which means the chance of success is high. Boom. Yeah. Tell you what, you're really getting this, this podcast thing. Right. 
Yeah. I'm starting to. I did hold up a sign just now that I said, stopped shaking, that said boom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh a lot of people that come do this, they actually are like visibly nervous. It's kind of funny. We'll we'll share just a, a quick moment. We have these eggs. I've been squeezing the, Joel's the, got the one in his hand. And, and if you look on YouTube and go to the 35th minute, if you're, if you want to check it out, but these are like carpal tunnel, mm-hmm. like hand squeezy eggs and, and people get nervous and they like beat on the table. Like if you hear this, that's our guest smacking the table. Right. But we started putting these eggs out and we're like, Hey, hold the egg. And then also I tell people, I'm like, if you see me hold this egg up, it means grab the egg and quit beating on the fucking table. Yeah. Do you disinfect these, right? No. Okay. I'm not going to tell you where they've been either. That's good. So then, and and before we get to the final step and the the wrap up of this this very first part of our digital strategy and digital marketing series, you also have to consider, you know, what kind of content are you going to need for each channel? And different businesses have different have access to different resource stacks. Mm-hmm. And stuff like if you're going to post images on Instagram, then you need, you, you know, you're going to obviously need pictures. Yeah. And then what kind? And, you know, not I know you're a, at heart a graphic artist, but you can make really I make really cool images and thumbnails on Canva. Yeah. Which makes it easy. It's a good place to start. But if you're planning on taking over YouTube. And you don't have proper cameras, lights, microphones, uh, someone to do the video editing and stuff like that. You're probably not going to take over YouTube, dude. No, you're not. I mean, the quality is definitely a big part of it. That's why, you know, in doing this four-step approach, you're really trying to identify where you can start first. Yeah. Become a master of that. Yeah. Like you always say, what is it? What's what's the tagline? A master of one? Am I missing it? Maybe. I should, I'll write it down. A master next time of none. Well, we want to master, be really, really oh, be, good. Be brilliant on the basics. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I got confused there, but no, the, the, well, you got to be brilliant on the basics before you're ever going to be an expert. Right. And you need to, and I think where you're going here is what, if you work around me, I'll, I'll say, Hey, we got to be good at one thing. We have to master one thing before we expect that we can be great at six. Yeah. So, so get, get good at one thing at a time. And often that can parlay into other things. Um, so one of my one of my most eye opening experiences with digital marketing was working with JC Lopez, the founder of Urban Necessities, which is a huge sneaker resale store. At the time, I helped him start his YouTube channel, and I'd done some work with them at the time. But he had four hundred thousand followers on Instagram. And he was able to parlay that into the spark that very, very quickly lit that YouTube channel on fire. Right. I mean, it's significant. You've got like a quarter million subscribers and it's significant. Right. And and I learned a lot of stuff with that about the cross compatibility. And they had only focused on being good at one thing. And they got really, really good at it. And then when they wanted to do something else, they were, oh, yeah, by the way, I've never seen anything like that. He literally posted uh, an image that said coming soon and go find this on YouTube. This just shocks me. We had like 15,000 subscribers before we actually published the real first video. Right. And And that was just suggesting it. And that's an important thing to think of. I mean, Instagram is a short-term, can be a short-term video teaser channel, which leads people to long play YouTube video channels. So your engaged audience is going to jump back and forth if what you're doing on channel one 
relates to channel yeah. two. Yeah. And by the way, don't even mention the other channels if they suck. Right. Yeah. All right. I'm going to let you get into number four. Number four. Yeah. All right. So that you, you've kind of talked through this, walked through this, figured out your vision, figured out what channels you want to focus on first. The next thing you need to do is just prioritize what you're going to do with them. You know, um, so let's say you don't have a website or you do. Before you get into social media and walking down all the other ways you can market to your audience, if the only place or the main place to, for customers to get information from you is your website and it sucks, yeah, you need to look at that and deal with it. I want to share a story of failure. Please do. Everyone I got one loves too. stories of failure. I've got and one too. So at one point, uh, a member of our staff who I wouldn't have defined as technically proficient had changed a setting on the info at fullscale.io email. So it was bouncing. If mm. you were attempting to email it from an outside full scale email, and we had like probably like a couple months where people were inquiring about our services and we didn't even know. So that would be people possibly willing to spend money with a lot full of scale. them. A lot of them. Right. And under no circumstance would I ever hire a company whose info at email on their website that was selling. To, I mean, I was like so shocked, embarrassed. Like now here's the thing. The reality is that it cost me on some level a couple paying clients, yeah. which is really fucking expensive with what we do. And I mean, that is like a critical error. Like, I mean, it's bad. Right. So we're talking about things like, is your phone number on your website? Yeah. Is it the is, right phone number? Do you even want people calling you? Because if you don't ever answer your phone, don't put your phone number on the website. Right. Does the message on our website yeah. relay to what we want to say to customers or potential customers? Is it too wordy? Is it mobile friendly? Does it load fast? <laughs> is it quick? Is it easy to figure out? Like, what's your main objective? So if, you, if you're trying to drive traffic, literally drive traffic to yeah. a location where you have to perform services, that should be like the first thing that people see. Yes. Like they click it and you're like, hey, we're on, we're at 89th and State Line Road. Come visit our only location. Right. Now, if you have like 500 locations, different, different, different. approach. Enter your zip code to find the nearest blah, blah, blah. Right. Make right. it fast and easy. Don't make people have to search for anything. Why? Because people are lazy. If you don't put it right in front of them and click here, you literally, I want you to picture yourself slapping the visitor in the face with your most important message. That's that's a yeah. good metaphor. And I have another one too. I call the flashcard test. You know, typically when you look at a flashcard, you see it for like three seconds. Yeah. Okay. So look at your own stuff, your own, like literally one, two, three, and then stop mm -hmm. looking and show it to some other people. Okay. What did you see on my website? Like if you go to the fullscale.io website, Build software teams quickly and affordably. It's right there. If you only, if you never scroll or do anything, you will see that, which right. is what we do. Yeah. Now, people try to be overly clever. Are you having problems with your software? That wouldn't tell me what the hell we do with the business. It also opens up the, the opportunity for 10 more questions. Yeah. Well, I am, but I have a question about this. Yeah. And now I got to search for it. I got to look for stuff. So lead people straight to the money. Yeah. I mean, in the money make, statement, make sure it's up to yeah. date. Um, let me get the, let me, yeah, let me yeah. get to the last piece please, of number four, please. which is when you're considering any type of digital strategy, another very important piece is, do you have the resources to fill that channel with pertinent relative yeah. information? 
Well, are you, a great example is, is those of you that decided to put a blog on your website yeah, and you wrote three articles in 2017 and they're still sitting there. Because if I do make it to your site, now I go to your blog and I'm like, wow. So the last time you did anything here was 2017. It doesn't, it, it doesn't, a lot of- it doesn't scream authenticity and accuracy and Hey, we're really in the business of doing this. Like right. at that point, you should just take your blog. Down. It's better that it doesn't exist or hide it. Right. Like just hide it. Like don't have a blog button. I would already have a question about it. So I've, I've gone yeah. beyond what you're trying to tell me. And now yeah. I'm wondering like, why, why haven't they written anything? Yeah. Or something. I'd just be like, well, this doesn't look great. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I hate it when people tell me they're like, I don't really need a website. Get out of here. Get out of here. You're not serious about being in business. Right. What business that generates any amount of revenue or anything doesn't have a website in 2020? I can't think of anything. If you can <laughs> comment somewhere. Cause I'd really love to see the example. Cause it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, it could be potentially something that's just an app, but even just an app probably has a website. Yes. So, yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. And once again, expect three follow-up episodes, one related to digital marketing channels, the other related to digital marketing messaging, and the final of the four-part series related to digital strategy, execution, and analysis. 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 God, if you say that a bunch of times, it might come out strange. Um, so, you know, once again, trying to create a transparent view at some of the things like this is something I would, would it, it just really can't be covered in one episode. No, there's a lot of stuff to it. And regardless of who you are or, or where you think you're at, don't make the mistake of thinking that you can wait till the last minute to implement your marketing strategy at your startup. That's, that is going to not go well for you. You got to think this stuff out a long uh, way in advance and you have to begin to evaluate. You have to develop a vision. You have to test it. You have to execute it and repeat. I like to say rage, rest, repeat. Okay. Yeah. I stole, that works. I stole that from Humphreys McGee, yeah, but that, it just makes so much sense. The execute is a, yeah. you know, you could spend analysis paralysis years thinking about what's the right strategy. At yeah. some point you just pick one and you need to go. Well, the reason I say rage, rest, repeat is like literally in that regard, like come out hot. Yeah. Collect some data. You don't have to do it for like a long time. Like you'd be shocked at how much info you can collect from one day of advertisement. Yeah. Or three Ad- days. Advertisement? Advertisement. <laughs> yes. God, you're fancy. I've always, I mean, did the top hat that I'm wearing right now. I do own a top hat. Do you have way. a monocle? No, I'm not Mr. Peanut. And I think they killed him. Did they? Yeah. Like, but you talk about marketing because who cares about Mr. Peanut unless they're going to kill him. And then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, right. what, are they going to eat him? Are they going to turn him into peanut butter? Like, how do you kill Mr. Name the Peanut? Name the two iconic characters with monocles off the top the of The Monopoly head. guy and Mr. Peanut. Boom. Boom. Right. But by the way, that's good marketing. It is. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that are good marketing. I mean, one of the, and, uh, and uh, it, right before we wrap up, I'll give you an example. Most people at this point have heard of MailChimp. Yes. Right. And it's a great way to do some digital marketing, but they're, they came out of the box hot by literally misadvertising their own name. So they'd be like, do you want to create better email campaigns? Check out snail wimp. Nice. And like, but the thing was, is like, it got your attention. You're like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Just like goofy. Now I'm curious. 
Oh, they, but they had a whole bunch of them sure. and you'd see them and you're like, it, cause it was just so intentionally wrong. Yeah. But then again, it's stuck. Like I'm, I'm sitting here talking about it. Right. So anyway, stick around. We got more of, more of this coming. want to try to give you a better set of advice and information from our own experiences when it comes to creating your digital marketing strategy. See you real soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.